Before we start this episode, I thought I'd tell you that I've got a new book out. Yes, another one. This one is to help coaches supercharge their coaching capability through reflective journaling. Coaching Journal, a guide and journal, walks you through the process by, well, providing you with a guide and some structured reflective models. So pop over to Amazon and get this quick, practical and insightful book today to start your journey towards a more successful professional practice. What would you put in your backpack if you had a new coaching engagement but could only take a limited number of items? Each week, The Coach's Backpack looks at the multifaceted world of coaching and asks a new guest to tell us what they would take with them and why. This week, we're taking a peek inside the backpack of Simon Powers, CEO and founder of AWA. Hello, Simon. Hi, David. Thanks for inviting me here. Thank you for, for coming on the show. Simon, first off, how would you describe yourself in under 20 words? I, oh, gosh, under 20 words, there's a challenge for you. Uh, I would describe myself as someone who removes the suffering in organisations, who helps people be the best they can, or helps systems be the best they can. And that's it, only 20 words. <laughs> that's a very good, succinct description. Okay, well, look, here is the scenario, Simon. You've been asked to coach a new client, but are limited to what you can take with you. Okay, so don't worry, you've got your essentials, you've got your clothes, your, your toothbrush, your selection of OM t-shirts, and in addition to all of those, you can take one book, one tool, slash technique, slash concept, slash method, slash approach, whatever you want to call it, another item of your choice, and then one person to accompany you, and they can be from the past or the present. So in any order that you choose, what would you take with you, and why? Oh, thank you. Well, first of all, it's fantastic to be going away again. We've been locked down for so long that uh, having a backpack is uh, is already making me feel very buoyant and excited. So thinking about what I put in my backpack, if I'm going to go away and teach a client, then I really want that client to be able to uh, have some background on the way that I work and the approach. So I would be very cheeky here and I would take my own book. <laughs> I don't know whether that's allowed or whether that's too cheeky. I mean, it is very cheap. You would never catch me plugging the Lemonade Stall or the Innovation Revelation or or my books anywhere, Simon. Which, uh, but go on, we'll, we'll we'll let you continue. So my book is called Change, and it's about organisational change and all the aspects of what makes it hard, what makes it easy, and how to really remove the sort of bumps and the suffering of organisational change. And uh, you can, um, my book is actually only half written. So that would also give me a time on this fantastic holiday you've arranged for me, David, to nope, uh, no finish off. No one said holiday, Simon. No one said holiday. <laughs> this, is a, this is a working job. So uh, you can actually, um, uh, you can you can only read my book on Medium at the moment. And uh, this would, uh, you know, be great help for some feedback on that. But I would actually take my time to finish writing it. And uh, also I would like clients to read this first because it really does give people a sense of what coaching is about, especially from a systemic point of view of looking at people over process and really giving this idea that the coach is not ego-led or idea-based or agenda-based and so that the uh, you're, you're bringing out the best for that system or that coach without putting your own stuff in over the top and I think that really the core of any type of coaching really has to embody this idea of uh, you know people over process and, uh, and and that's really why I like people to read this first. So I hope that's not too cheeky with mine. But... No, so just digging into that. So I just want to clarify something. 
because we've got a load of different coaches coming onto this podcast. Your approach to coaching is different from some of them in that you're, I understand from what what you've just said, I understand you're not directing them. Yes, correct. And there's an in enterprise coaching there's an element of directing around creating good experiments that they can try but really we're not directing the course of their actions we're not directing them in a way that uh, is preconceived from our own agendas and um, because what that does is i love this phrase of people love change but they don't like being changed mm-hmm. And so what we do is we want, we want to, uh, the leaders of the business, the people being coached, the, the managers, the, the teams, those people know their work way better than we could ever know their work. So what we want to do is we want to create an environment where they can figure out where they're at right now, where they need to be and how they're going to get there, because we're not always going to be around. So we really want to be able to create an environment where people can solve their own problems. So us coming in as consultants rather than coaches is this idea that we know best about somebody else's business. And time and time again, we've seen that that simply isn't the case. And to bring out somebody else's expertise, to bring out their own collaboration, to enhance that sense of their own vision and their own direction of travel is way more powerful than a consultant or directive approach, especially when we're talking about organisational change. Well, I'm a very generous person, Simon, so I'm going to let you take your book. So uh, Change, where can people find it? Uh, Simonpowers.medium.com. And uh, there's about six or seven, eight-ish chapters on there at the moment. Okay. But as it is a half-finished, I'm also yeah. <laughs> going, to let you, uh, I'm going to let you take this other book that you mentioned you're reading. So what's this other book that you would like to take? So the other book I'm reading at the moment is uh, Somatic Internal Family Systems Therapy. I'm actually training to be a therapist as well as a coach. That is one hell of a snappy title for a book. <laughs> you can think of it as, uh, let's, let, let's think about it around the word somatic, really. Uh, I, what I'm investigating and playing with is the idea that there's a lot of knowledge within the body. So if you think about when you sit down and you crunch up, you have a bad body posture, then you, you come up with certain thoughts and certain ways of thinking and certain things arise. Now, if you take a stretch back, take a deep breath, stretch out and sort of have an expansive posture, it gives you a very different look uh, into life, a very different approach or a different feeling. And uh, often, depending on how certain things have happened, we encapsulate certain knowledge or wisdom in the body, depending on where and how we were working at the time of that wisdom. And really getting that back out in the coaching session allows people to sort of investigate what's happening in their own body. And they can get a lot out of um, sort of being more conscious about what's happening for them in that given moment. Uh, And I'm using that as an aid for these coaching sessions. That does sound pretty interesting. I remember a a story when I started my postgraduate coaching and the, the tutor told us this story of someone who was very sad or very miserable with their way of life and they or maybe it was a doctor they went to see uh, and the the person said well look just well, on your way home I just want you to look up at the, all of the buildings I want you to look up at the top of the buildings right I don't know if this is along the right lines they went home looking up at the buildings and they got home and they felt much happier because they'd been looking up rather than looking down at the feet all of the time so is it that kind of thing absolutely and in fact that's a fantastic um, example if you look downwards there's a very much an introspection you get into your mind into what's happening inside if you look on the level then you feel much more present about what's happening. You get more connected to the environment. And if you look up, you get this kind of expansive feel. Much more is possible with your life. Much more is going on simply by where you position your head. So if you can imagine the different dynamics of what happens within the body and things that get stored over a lifetime, 
then accessing those and really making that aware and, and a useful tool for the coachee and player is very beneficial fascinatingly enlightening what comes out of it we, we, we kind of think we're these minds being carried around by this this carcass of a body but uh, actually we are this body and uh, there's a lot of information in there for us brilliant right well we should move on because we've still got uh, a tool technique concept etc another item and a person to hear about oh fantastic uh, so the tool or technique or whatever is uh, for me is about ethics so i would take with me a bunch of ethics because any decision-making or any decision-making framework, I feel, should have some step in there, some sort of ethics. And I think that also coaching has a bunch of ethics that one could investigate to learn more. So being as this is about coaches' backpack, I would look to be an ethical coach and take with me my ethics. I, I don't know where to go with this in terms of a discussion, Simon. Um... <laughs> I mean, I have got some ethics, I'd just like to add. Well, the reason why I would take it is because uh, many coaches investigate ethics. In fact, if you're a member of many of the coaching bodies, for example, the ICF, you adhere to a bunch of ethics, industry ethics that have kind of been defined for you. And when I look through these ethics, some I resonate with, some I don't. And there's some ethics that I've got which aren't encapsulated in this industry standard list. So for me... Um, I would like to kind of create my own ethics. So I've done that and I've created my sort of list of ethics and things that guides me. And the big challenge I think for coaches is that they kind of get these ethics, they take the industry ethics and then they don't do anything with them. And what, what I feel is, is that our decision-making, the, the, the day-to-day decision-making that we make, we all make hundreds of decisions every day. At what point does the decision-making get complex enough or difficult enough that we should then go and start using the ethics as a way to guide and help us with our decision making. And I think this is something that coaches need to think about early on before that point to have a good decision making framework, a personal framework, or in the case of organizational change, more of uh, an explicitly defined framework of decision making when certain complexity or difficulty crosses a certain line, that then we can bring those ethics in and help guide us with the decision making that we're making. Um, so that's kind of the reason why I would take that in my backpack in the hope to sort of, um, uh, if I do get, come across any complex decisions with my client, then I might be able to kind of navigate my way th- with my ethical framework. Yeah, it is one of those things that people often don't think about until they have to. And it's a bit late by then, right? Exactly. And, uh, you know, we, we come across all sorts of things as coaches. People come up with the most like challenging problems which are nothing to do with the business things i mean we you know business and goal-based coaches we're looking forwards we look to grow people you know we're not you know in, in this case in this instance as a coach's backpack i'm not putting on my therapist backpack but that doesn't stop coaches or, or players coming and and telling us about some incredibly deep challenging life changing circumstances they're going through everything from tragic things like contemplating suicide to awful things with, with family breakups and all these kind of things and you know how do you navigate that as a, as a coach mm-hmm. when when it's beyond our realm and, and, and really this is where ethics can help guide us to give the right and appropriate help to those people that you know have come to come to us for help mm. and, and you mentioned that there are a load of places like the international coaching federation that do um, sessions on this we'll put some uh, pointers of where people can go and find out more about ethics and uh, and maybe have some discussions around them you often think that well I know what I do but actually when you've given, when you're given a scenario and often they get harder and harder and harder as the as the session goes through it does make you question stuff and of course there's no 
straight answers often, right? Absolutely. Good. Okay, Simon, where are we going next? So I think um, what we'll, get, we'll do next is uh, the item of choice, I think, uh, will come next. And what I would take with me, I'm actually going to cheat again here, uh, but actually I think where we're going is probably have some of these items so I could pick them up on the way. Watermelons and hammers. We're taking watermelons and hammers. And if, they, if, if I can only take one thing, then it's going to be a hammer because I could probably find watermelons when we get there. It doesn't need any further explanation, Simon. Everyone's going to know exactly why you want a watermelon and a hammer, right? Because the reason why I'm taking this, I actually borrowed this idea from a sports coach. And, uh, and the idea is, is basically that many of the times we come in, you can't coach somebody when they are in, in a very conflicted state, very angry, very emotional state. And often we need to be able to vent before we can actually reach that part of ourselves, that inner self, who is uh, the guiding wisdom, which we all have, Often we're sort of controlled by these crazy emotions about what's going on. So my watermelons and hammers, if we do have that and we do need to find our client needs some venting to be able to get out some of this emotion, then they can take the hammer and smash the watermelons up, which will give them that sense of being able to get some of this emotion out before we can actually do the real coaching. It's your <laughs> choice, Simon. So you're welcome to obviously take, if you have only one of those to take. Uh, I probably suggest taking a punch bag rather than just a hammer because what are they going to hit if you just take a hammer but anyway we'll let you have the watermelon and a hammer as a set okay i don't want to give you just a hammer to take to a client so i think that's dangerous and who are you taking i'm taking you david i i think that you should come along because um uh, i think that you would be a fantastic person to have because one of the other areas which is sorely looked over in coaching is supervision and I know that when I get into the thick of it with my client, I'm going to need someone I can rely and trust upon to be able to share some of the challenges and problems that I've got and have sensible and decent feedback from a fellow coach. So I, I, I'm going to take you, David. <laughs> I, I'm honoured, Simon, although I am still wondering whether it's in case the hammer or the watermelon break and you can always use me to bust open the watermelon or they can hit me with a hammer. So I'm not, I'm not completely convinced that that's the reason you're taking me, but I, I, we'll just gloss over it. Okay, good. Well, thank you for your, your choices. There's a couple of other questions I want to ask you. So imagine that you hadn't packed all of your backpack yourself. Someone had helped you. There might be a few things in there you didn't expect. What would be the one thing that you would want to make sure is definitely not in that backpack? I wouldn't want uh, I wouldn't want a COVID mask because I'm sick of wearing COVID masks. That might be a revolutionary challenging like thing to say right now, and I'm sure that's going to divide the audience 50-50, But I am sick of wearing COVID masks. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we know why we've got to wear them. There's a couple of reasons that they really irritate me as well. One, which is definitely a first world problem, is you can't open your iPhone with the the eye scanner. Thing because it, it seems to have to recognize the lower half of your face as well which is really irritating yeah but also don't you find the most annoying thing is that you just can't read reactions as well i never realized how much we read the lower half of a face yeah and and and, and it's it just irritates my 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 face i mean i do really feel for i mean what i'm you know like i say first world problem i'm not a key worker people have to wear these all day so full respect for that um, and maybe it's because I'm not used to wearing them or something, but certainly I just find it so irritating on my face. You're absolutely right. I can barely hear people when I uh, in the shop, so I have to ask like five different times what somebody said because I think that I actually lip read a lot of what people are saying, mm. which I, I didn't know this before. It's because your hearing's going, Simon. 
Pardon? nearly had you (laughs) you nearly did so yeah so that's another challenge I have and I think that in a coaching situation COVID mask is going to be really hard I haven't actually had to coach someone with a COVID mask on you better you better get on your way to to wherever you're going Uh, where do you hope that you are going or where do you hope that you're not going well I definitely hope that I'm going somewhere warm because we've had a long winter here and although it is warming up in the UK here it would definitely be nice to go somewhere with palm trees and I have that in my mind now ever since you've said that I can go away somewhere with this backpack and that you're paying for it I'm thinking hot water bath temperature seas and so that we can do coaching on the beach that's kind of where I'm hope I'm going and where I hope I'm not going is pretty much the opposite somewhere cold somewhere somewhere with horrible office blocks and, uh, and and offices which are worn down and run out and all that kind of thing because I've had the last year, as we all have, away from the office, and it's been fantastic. I mean, I've missed people, absolutely missed people, seeing people in the flesh, but I've not missed the office. Mm. So I hope I'm not going to an office, really. I'd much rather go and coach on the beach. And I'm not an expert in watermelons, but I'm suspecting that you could maybe <laughs> get watermelons in this climate wherever you're, wherever you're heading. Yeah. All you've got to do is take your own book and a hammer in your backpack along with your om t-shirts quite a light travel I and mean, i'm not sure if you'll get through customs with that <laughs> well the hammer might be a problem yeah or the watermelon i suppose and if i haven't got a covid mask i've got no chance of getting on an airplane mm. this gig isn't going to go well i don't think i'm not sure you're going to get there right well simon thank you for being our guest oh it's been an absolute pleasure what a fantastic idea it's been a lot of fun as well <laughs> and thanks for joining us on this episode of the coach's backpack if you would like extra goodies such as free tools offers watermelons hammers further info about our guests and maybe even the odd peek inside their actual backpack sign up to our mailing list at thecoachesbackpack.com and don't forget to follow the podcast too. see you next time <laughs> <laughs>